Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week, Pastor Caressa continues our sermon series, Renew Hope, with a sermon titled, Renew Hope, Renew Our Commitment to Christ. Scripture readings come from Isaiah 43, 1-7, and Matthew 3, 1-2, 5-6, and 11-17. comes from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1-7. through seven. <laughs> But now... Thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cushion and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold, bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Friends, these words from Isaiah chapter 43 were written to a weary and worried people. When I pass through the waters, they will not overwhelm you. When I pass through the fires, they will not burn you. It reassures us that God is with us no matter what. And that God is with us through those waters, through that fire, through the Spirit, and that also speaks to our baptism. God says, I've called you by name. You are mine. And no matter where you are, no matter what you are going through, I am with you. So through the waters, God parted the sea, leading the Israelites to dry land. Through the waters, God led the people through the Jordan River into the promised land. And through the waters of the Jordan River, God brings us baptism, makes us connected and part of the body of Christ through those waters and through that spirit. And so today, our gospel lesson echoes this theme of baptism and water and spirit through the gospel of Matthew chapter 3. As we remember and celebrate the baptism of Jesus, we remember that there was a fiery young prophet named John. He appeared in the wilderness preaching that the time had come and the people were ready to listen. So let us listen to God's word to us found in Matthew chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around the Jordan River were coming and going out to John, and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. 
And then John stood before the crowd and said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is more powerful than I. I'm not even worthy to carry his sandals, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to where John was at the Jordan to be baptized by him. But John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now. For it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him and he saw God's spirit descending like a dove and alighting on him. And then a voice, a voice from the heavens said, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I and well pleased. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I want to start today by posing a question. With a show of hands, how many of you made a New Year's resolution? Now, how many of you already broken that resolution? It's common to make New Year's resolutions. I know this was a big thing about 10 years ago for me in my life. I was ready to make those resolutions. Those were promises to myself. Those were goals that I was going to keep. But then a few weeks into January, uh, we're already cheating on our diet. We've skipped out on going to the gym. And we've been on Amazon way too much because we promised ourselves we would spend less and save more. Sometimes we make those promises to ourselves. We set those goals, but then within a few weeks, it kind of fades away. Now, there's other things that we do that uh, we're prone to jump on board to get into the latest fad or the latest trend. And the most recent craze has been over some kind of red and pink cup. Uh, a Stanley Cup. I mean, I saw all these YouTube videos, TikTok things that my kids were showing me and news things that people were actually camping outside of Target like it was Black Friday. And then they were rushing in and standing in long lines, rushing in to grab these special edition Valentine's Cups. But you know, two weeks from now, there's going to be something else bright and shiny and new that is going to be the latest trend and the latest fad, the latest something we have to have, right? We, try to, we tend to get caught up in uh, latest fads and trends, uh, doing what seems popular, or we say, oh, I'm going to do better, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be better, I'm going to do better, but then in a few weeks, it just kind of fades away. Sometimes we can be a little wishy-washy or fickle with our commitments, with what we are excited about, with what we are dedicated to, and it's, it's hard. If we're honest, it's hard to make a commitment and stick to it. We can be highly motivated one minute and start strong. And then, as time goes on, we lose interest. Other things get in the way. Our commitment wanes. And so I've been asking myself lately, because I'll admit I made one of those resolutions two weeks ago, and I've already broken it. Um, why? 
why does this happen? Why do we get caught up in this kind of wishy-washy, we make a commitment, we don't follow through, we make a resolution, it doesn't quite stick. We set a goal. But then sometimes we allow other things to take precedent. We, we're going to lose weight, we're going to get healthy, we're going to spend more, we're going to save less, or go to church every Sunday, but then we don't follow through. Something always seems to get in the way. We seem to kind of bounce back and forth between commitment and lukewarm. Now some say it's a matter of motivation. Others think it's a lack of dedication. Or maybe we desire to change or to do something different, but deep down we're not as fully committed as we thought we were. And this also pertains to our faith, too. We desire to pray more. We desire to read the Bible in a year or study the Bible every single day or attend worship. But then that event pulls us away or something comes up or, frankly, we just don't feel like it. We get invited to serve on a ministry team or uh, help with a project, but we just don't feel like we can fit it into our, our busy schedule we want to be more active in church or volunteer with a cause, but it just kind of starts to feel like one more thing on our plate. I get it. With all the demands on our time and all of the options out there, it is easy to feel like we're pulled in so many different directions. Or sometimes we just feel like we're maybe going through the motions. But deep time, but deep down, I think there are times in our lives where we really desire change. We want things to be different. We want things to be better. And oftentimes that comes in a new season of life or a new year. How many of us have thought to ourselves as January started, oh, things just need to be better this year? I know there's a few people in my life that were like, oh my gosh, can I please leave 2023 in the past? And I really hope this year is going to be better. But what are we doing to make it better? What are, we, what are we committing to? What are we dedicating? What are we changing or doing differently that's going to allow us to do the things that we really want to do? You know, I wish I had time to do this. I hear that a lot. I say that a lot. But what if we made time for the things that were most important? Our friends and our family, our church family. If we want to spend more time in prayer, make time to do that. If we want to make sure that we are attending worship, whether in person or online, make that a priority. We often want to do these things. We often desire to do these things that enrich our lives, that enrich our faith. But sometimes when the realities of life hit, we feel like we're just running in some kind of hamster wheel going through the motions, not feeling like we can get out of that cycle to really put our faith and our time and our commitment where we want it to be. Now, I don't know if any of this has resonated with you at all, but I know as I was thinking about this and studying this for the sermon, it was resonating with me. I can imagine a few of you out there have felt this way at some point or maybe are feeling this way now. Well, the people of God in Matthew's gospel know how this feels, too. It's hard to imagine that people in these ancient scripture texts that came from scrolls thousands of years ago 
speak to us. But I can imagine that the people in the Gospel of Matthew felt this way. You see, they were weary and worried. They were running in circles. They were floundering. Some days they were fully committed to God, and then other days all these other things got in their way, and they felt like their faith was pushed aside. They were having trouble committing. Sometimes they were focused. Sometimes they were floundering. Sometimes, oftentimes, they would just resort back to those bad habits, like running in that hamster wheel from time to time. But yet, deep down, these people yearned for something different. They yearned for a change, for a new direction. They yearned to be connected with God, to follow in God's ways, and to have something or someone reignite their faith. And so when a fiery young prophet named John the Baptizer came preaching repentance and new life and new ways and a new start, new opportunities, the people were very eager to listen to what this prophet had to say. And so there he was on the banks of the Jordan River, out in the wilderness, covered with this camel's hair, eating a diet of locusts and wild honey. I mean, who is this guy? What a spectacle, right? If I was them, I would, would want to be going just to see who this guy was, having heard all of the rumors. But floods of people came from miles away with curious minds and anxious hearts to hear what John had to say because it struck a chord. It struck a chord in their heart. It struck a chord in their life. It touched to that deep yearning that they had for a new way, for a different life. And some were there truly because these words struck that chord. But then there were others, like the Pharisees, who they were there because they wanted to challenge John. Imagine that, right? Someone coming and preaching against the status quo, preaching a new life, a new way, a new savior coming. And the Pharisees were there to debate, to challenge his authority and his message. And then there were others there because it was the popular thing to do. It was the new trend, the new fad. They had heard all these rumors about this wild, crazy, hairy man out there. And they wanted to go and see and get a video and maybe even post it to TikTok. Okay, TikTok wasn't around back then, but you can imagine that they were excited. They wanted to see what was going on. This was, you know, kind of the cool thing to do. We just want to get a glimpse of this wild child out in the wilderness. But John the Baptist was not there to entertain. John the Baptist was not there to debate. He was there to convict and transform the people's hearts. He said, repent and be baptized. Turn back to God and away from anyone and anything that prevents you from wholeheartedly loving and serving your Lord. And in response to what John was teaching and preaching, long lines of people formed to dip their toes into the waters of the Jordan River and to be baptized by John, to repent of their sin, to turn back to God and let that water cleanse and refresh them so that they could start brand new. And John kept preaching because he knew that this change, this transformation of heart would take contrition and commitment. 
So John continues in his preaching, and he says, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear that threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff will be quenched by fire. Now, I don't know about you, but I've always been intrigued by this image of a winnowing fork. It's not something I have been exposed to. It's not something sitting in the storage shed in my backyard. What does a winnowing fork and wheat and chaff have to do with baptism and turning back to God? Well, this image would have been very, very familiar to the people that John was talking to. You see, at harvest time, the farmer would use a large wooden fork to beat the wheat so that the, the, the chaff, the unwanted, the unfruitful part would blow off into the wind and be disposed of, but that the good, heavy grain would then fall to the ground. And it was that good grain that would be useful, nourishing, life-giving, while the chaff was the unwanted, unnecessary stuff that would be burned up in a fire. And so John is proclaiming to the people that Jesus is coming like a farmer at harvest time with tools in hand to separate the wheat and the chaff from our lives. You see, Jesus is coming to show the people the way and the will of God, which is the good stuff, the faithful, the commitment, the dedication. That's the good grain, the good wheat that we want to keep in our lives because it's nourishing and sustaining But then Jesus is also coming to show us our sinful ways and the parts that we don't want in our lives that are not needed, that are pulling us away from God. And that's the chaff in our lives that we need to to beat away and to blow away and to fire and to erupt into the fire. And so John is saying to the people and saying to us today that it's time to confess the ways we've not lived up to God's expectations. It's time for us to repent and turn back to God. And we do this by discarding that chaff in our lives. And so I wonder for you, what is that chaff? What, what are those things or, or demands in your life that are pulling you away from God, that are draining your energy and draining your joy or bad habits or, or addictions or just being busy? that you need to set aside so that you have more time and more focus and more energy to be connected with God. John says it's time to burn off anything that is not connecting us to God, that's not strengthening our faith, that's not allowing us to be fully committed to Christ and to this church. You see, the people had sinned and floundered for too long, and John knew it. John said, no more wishy-washy faith. No more going through the motions. Friends, it's time to go all in. And so for those who are ready to commit, John says, come. Come to the waters to be cleansed. Come to the waters to renew your commitment to God. Come to the waters to refresh your soul and center your life on the one who comes to save you from your sin. And the people whose hearts were ready 
stepped into that water and were forever changed. And then as the crowds were coming in and out of the waters right before their eyes, the one that they had hoped for and prayed for stepped into that same water and approached John and was baptized by John. Standing in solidarity with you and me, Jesus is baptized. And as he comes out of the water, the heavens opened, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove, and we hear those words from heaven, You are my Son, my Beloved. And that same love and grace is extended to us through our baptism. God comes as the Holy Spirit to infuse us with love, with power, to do God's ministry. And in the name of the Father's Son, we go into these waters. And it's a visible sign of God's invisible grace. To think that through simple elements is water, that God names and claims us and brings us into the body of Christ. That God cleanses us, that God refreshes us, that God says, you are mine. Now go, go and be like Christ. Go and help and serve others. So friends, today we come to these waters. We come to these waters today to remember the baptism of Jesus. But we also come to these waters asking ourselves, how will we recommit our lives to Christ today? How are we going to burn away that chaff so that we can focus on the good and nourishing faith, that wheat, that grain that is going to sustain us? For you see, it's through these waters that God has named you, that God brings you to this place of renewal, that God calls you to be inspired Friends, as we renew our hope in this new year, we renew our commitment in Christ. We renew our commitment to one another as this body of Christ to love and care for one another, to support each other, especially in those hard times of life, to celebrate with one another in the joys and celebrations that come about. So today we come. We come to the waters just as the people did many years ago to be refreshed, to remember that Jesus is not only our Lord and Savior, but that Jesus is one of us and walks with us every single step of every day. Friends, these waters today are available to all of you. Some of you were baptized as a child or as an adult, and so these waters are an invitation for you to come and to remember that baptism and to refresh your commitment to God in this place. To say, God, I am ready to commit to you again in this year of 2024, and that I will burn away that chaff and focus more on you, O oh God. And some of you may have not been baptized, and so these waters are an invitation for you to explore your yearning, to search for your faith, to ask questions, to listen for God's movement in your life, to explore those wonderings. 
allow these waters to bring you new life that can be found in Christ. So friends, as a sign and symbol, these waters represent a new beginning for this year and a recommitment to live as a follower of Christ. In a moment, while we sing, I am going to invite you to come to one of these tables. And I invite you to dip your finger in the water and make the sign of the cross on your forehead or on your hand. Or if you don't feel like touching the water, then just look at it as a, as a moment of reflection, remembering the baptism of Jesus, but also remembering the call on our lives. And after you've engaged with the water, then I invite you to take a rock from the basket. And there's a word on this rock. And often as we find rocks in the river and in the waters, uh, may this rock remind you of your commitment today, but then also may this word be for you a guiding word for your year, to remind you of your commitment to Christ, to help remember that I need to take that time to be devoted, to spend time in prayer, to listen for God, to just be still and know that God is there. So I invite you to take this rock with you. And for those of you worshiping, on, on, uh, worshiping online or at home, I invite you to take a look at the slide on the rock and pick a word that speaks to you. And may that be a word for you this day. And also encourage you to find some water and to uh, reflect upon that water or to dip your hand in that water and just feel and remember God's presence. So friends, you're invited to come as you are ready to be re reunited with Christ, to be reinvigorated by Christ, as well as to recommit your life to be a disciple of Christ. So friends, as we stand and sing, you are free to come and to engage in these stations. Let us stand and sing. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, may you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.